It is time once again for our monthly catch-up with e-access bulletin. Tristan Parker joins us uh, to tell us what's coming up in the latest issue of the bulletin, which you can receive free, and it's all about assistive technology for people with disabilities. Tristan, thank you for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me on, Alan. All right, so let's kick things off with a look at uh, the next um, e-access bulletin which is coming out this week. We're going to look at some of the topics in there and we're starting off with, I hope I get this right, Cybathlon? The world's first bionic Olympics. It's it's an event that's being held in Switzerland in October and uh, it features competitors with uh, a range of disabilities taking part in different contests all using various forms of very advanced technologies. So that can include things like uh, powered exoskeletons or a brain powered computer game or prosthetics. So it's all very kind of high end and complex technologies, clearly. But the angle behind it is that a lot of the events are based around the competitors completing very everyday tasks. So, for example, in um, one of the events, uh, the powered arm prosthesis race. Competitors with an arm amputation are timed while they do things like uh, cutting slices of bread, spreading butter and jam on the bread, carrying a tray of items to a table, fitting a light bulb. Similarly, in the the powered leg prosthesis race, uh, competitors need to use a prosthetic leg to climb a set of stairs and to walk over uneven surfaces. So things that, that people will encounter in their, in their everyday lives. So we have the Olympics, the Paralympics, and now uh, Cybathlon as well. I suppose challenging the individuals and also showing you know, sort of the strength of human spirit and the, the advancement in technology as well. Absolutely. Yes, yes, that's right. Okay, now when we talk about um, access technology, Tristan, many people will be aware that that can sometimes come with quite a hefty price tag but you're also looking at a new website called affordable access that's right yes uh, so this is a, a new site launched by uh, media access australia which is a non-profit that does a lot of really good work on digital accessibility um, the basic aim behind the site is to tell people about all kinds of uh, accessible technology and products and devices but to make sure that everything covered on the site costs less than uh, £150. So that figure, just to say, um, the affordable access site, uh, the figure they give is 250 Australian dollars because it's an Australian site. But uh, that equates to roughly 150 British pounds. So it's a very simple idea. But as anyone who's used assistive technology knows, uh, it can be a very expensive business. Um, whatever you're buying, it, if, if you don't know the sector that well or you don't know what exactly what you need, it, it can cost you a lot of money. So it's really good for there to be resources around which can tell people what kinds of things they can buy without it, uh, it costing the earth. Indeed. And it's, it's also written in a very sort of simple easy to understand way so it, it's great for anyone who's perhaps new to assistive technology or isn't sure what kind of thing they need so yeah it's a really simple good great site 
Okay, you will obviously go into more detail uh, on the e-access bulletin. We'll let people know how they can get a hold of that a little bit later. Um, staying with technology then, RIB Scotland and Alzheimer's Scotland have teamed up with a technology charter. So again, using assistive technology for people with dementia. Those two organisations have uh, uh, quite a long working relationship and RNIB Scotland have, uh, have just signed this, this technology charter drawn up by Alzheimer's Scotland. So it's called the, the Technology Charter for People Living with Dementia. The charter sort of aims to raise awareness of how different types of technology can support people living with dementia and their carers. So that could include anything from apps, uh, which set reminders for people and give sort of daily advice all the way up to iPads and tablet computers which uh, again can help sort of communication in uh, people living with dementia and so RNIB Scotland uh, they very much support the aims of the charter. Another reason they signed it is to try and raise awareness of what's called hidden sight loss. Uh, so this is essentially sight loss that, that goes unrecognised for various reasons and it can be quite common in some people living with dementia. The reason being that some of the symptoms of sight loss in a person with dementia such as not recognising faces, not continuing to do hobbies or leave the house as much, those things might be attributed to dementia when in fact they could be symptoms of sight loss. Hmm. Okay, now as well as looking at products and services, interest and e-access bulletin also has kind of one-to-ones if you like, and you have a, a Q&A in this one with that, a bit of a political technology kind of link. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have a Q&A with uh, a chap called James Buller who works at the home office digital team. So James wrote a really good blog post that originally appeared on the government digital services section of gov.uk which is the UK government's online portal and we've republished this blog, blog post and added in some extra material from James. Um, so essentially James works as a user researcher on access needs and he's part of an accessibility group. So he talks to a lot of people who use online government services and finds out um, what accessibility needs they might have, what they find difficult about using government services online and how that could be improved. Uh, it's a really interesting job and there's a lot to it. And so James talks a bit about kinds of improvements that are being done to to make government web pages uh, more accessible to to people okay now uh, we even have a conference making it into this month's bulletin this one's called the assistive technology exhibition and conference uh, it's the second one taking place in sheffield in november uh, there's a lot of really good speakers from uh, quite a wide range of organisations, all talking about different aspects of assistive technology. One of the keynote speeches, for example, is by uh, a chap called Gareth Ford-Williams, who is head of accessibility at the BBC. And he's talking about the accessibility challenges presented by new broadcasting technologies. Uh, so that could be things like what's called 360 video, which is uh, video filmed from all angles, which the viewer can then rotate and watch different views of during playback. 
So there's obviously uh, a lot of accessibility challenges that might go with that. And Gareth will be talking about some of those. And yeah, the rest of the conference features uh, a lot of other talks as well. There are people from the British Assistive Technology Association talking about the challenges that the sector faces. Uh, and there are also sessions on how um, different types of technology can assist students with uh, various disabilities and learning needs. The uh, readers themselves get a chance to interact with the bulletin, Tristan, and they get to uh, send in some questions. Uh, the reader that's got in touch this month is uh, a chap called Thomas Bryan from the Blind Foundation, an organisation in New Zealand that provides uh, support and services for people in the country with sight loss. And Thomas gets in touch to ask for information on what kinds of equipment, technology, services can be used by museums and art galleries in order to make their exhibitions more accessible for disabled visitors, whether that's a visitor who has sight loss or someone who uses a mobility aid. So he really wants to know about any kind of technology at all that can enhance a museum tour or an exhibition for these visitors, whether that's an advanced version of an audio tour, uh, an app, or even something as advanced as a virtual reality system, something that I suppose adds another dimension to visiting a museum for people who maybe can't experience the exhibition in the uh, traditional way. So, yeah, if, if anyone has, uh, has any information about that or any ideas or if they work in that sector, then, uh, yeah, please do get in touch. OK, Tristan, just uh, finally then, if people would like to learn more about eAccess Bulletin or indeed uh, receive the free issue, then how do they get in touch? Yeah, so uh, if, if people want to receive the bulletin, uh, as you said, it is completely free. Uh, it's just a once monthly email. I go to the following web address. And just to say there's, there's no www here. The address is just lists.headstar.com. So that's L-I-S-T-S dot H-E-A-D-S-T-A-R dot com. If they want to read some of our content, we post most of the content on our blog. Uh, you can visit the blog by going to www.headstar.com slash eablive. You can also get in contact with me through Twitter. Uh, our Twitter handle is at eaccessbulletin, all one word. If anyone has any questions or comments or requests for accessible technology information, then you can reach me on email eaccessbulletin at gmail.com and eaccessbulletin is all one word at gmail.com Tristan thanks once again for joining us here and telling us all about the latest issue of eaccessbulletin this is RNIB Connect Radio